Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you guys are doing absolutely amazing. Welcome back to another episode. So this episode, I'm going to talk about a really, really interesting topic. Um, I think that this is something I should have filmed a long time ago. I don't know if I did. I kind of forgot. I think it is something that I've mentioned, but I don't have an EP on this. So here we are. In this episode, I'm going to share some tips and just some stuff to think about on how to stop attaching your happiness to other people, to other things, mainly to other people, um, because that is the main thing that a lot of people do, and even just to other things and concepts. So, inshallah, I hope this episode can help you, and I hope that it can help you recognize as well if you are actually unintentionally attaching your happiness to somebody. I think that the problem that a lot of people do have is that they do attach their happiness to people, but a lot of times they don't recognize it. So when this person might leave you or something might not go your way, you have this belief that you lost a sense of identity or that you lost you or that you are not reaching your newest high or you're not necessarily doing what you are completely capable of doing or you feel like this person hurt you severely, which they might have. But you also don't see how you've hurt yourself by attaching your happiness to somebody. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown on how to not attach your happiness to somebody because it is one of the most detrimental things you can do for yourself. So let's talk besties. The very, very, very first thing I want to start off by saying is the easiest way to know if you've attached your happiness to somebody is by thinking to yourself, if this person doesn't show up, this person doesn't text me, or me and this person fall off, do I feel like I will lose a sense of complete identity? Do I feel like I will lose myself? If you have found yourself to be in a common pattern where in every single relationship you're in, every single friendship, whatever it is that you're in, every single time you depart from it, you leave from it, or it ends, you find yourself losing your complete identity and sense of self, this is a really big problem because what you are doing is you are wholeheartedly just giving the entirety of you and attaching it to this person, which is never a good idea. Now, of course, I'm going to give my daily disclaimers that when it comes to family and when it comes to super close family friends, right? And when you have somebody who has, you know, unfortunately passed away, you have somebody who really, really made a, made an impact in your life leave. Um, that's always difficult. And no matter what, I think that losing someone you love like death is a grieving process no matter what right so that's not necessarily what i'm going to be talking about i'm going to be talking about more of the relationships that are very much alive or people that you had to leave from for the betterment of your ahira, their ahira, um, the betterment of just the fact that they probably were not good for you you were not good for them or just the betterment for the fact that you didn't have much choice but to leave those situations right because what happens is a lot of times when things don't work out you tend to get even more attached and that's a problem that a lot of people have a lot of times when things don't work out, you see it as a sign for you to work harder. When in reality, it's just a sign for you to understand that you need to sit back and understand that things are not in your hands, which is something that a lot of people struggle to take in. I posted this reminder one time that said that you should be happy when things are not in your hands and not in your control, because that means that in this present moment, there's nothing that you have to do. You just have to relax. I want you genuinely, not everyone's going to be able to relate to this, okay? And if you are able to say yes right now to this, you are incredibly blessed. I'm going to say that right now. 
I want you to sit here and think about the problems that you have in your life. And I want you to think about how many of them are correlated to the fact that somebody has left you, somebody has hurt you, somebody you feel like didn't see your value or your worth. How many of your problems are correlated to somebody leaving, somebody not treating you good, somebody not seeing your worth? For some people, you'll be like, wow, like that's that's the literal reason why I'm laying in bed sad. That's the literal reason why I'm depressed. That's the literal reason why I feel like I can't go on in my life. That's literally what some people are going to feel. Some people are like, that's the entirety of the situation. Now, there are some people who have other problems outside of this, but this might be weighing them down. And I want to ask you, what exactly is stopping you from just relaxing and living a peaceful life and living a stress-free life? You. A lot of times you get too attached to somebody. And like I always say, I always say this, um, you should not be deeply attached to anyone or anything except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because anything that you get attached to will leave and it will betray you and it will hurt you. Um, either one or, <laughs> or maybe all. It just depends. It just depends. It's bound to kind of hurt you. However, when you already are in a circumstance of being attached, giving the advice of, well, don't be attached. Well, thanks dude, but I already am. So now what are we going to do about it? This is what we're going to talk about and how we can make sure that we prevent you from getting attached to people in the future. I want you, this is the first thing I want to tell you. I want you to introduce yourself to me without using your name, without using your age, without using what you, what your occupation is, without using where you work, without using what your dreams job is, without using what your dream school is, without using any of that without using how much you make, without using where you live, without using where you come from, I want you to tell me about you. What will you be able to say? Are you going to be able to say that I am an incredibly generous person and I am, you know, really, really honest and I find this aspect about myself really beautiful and I find this thing about me to be really, really like, you know, different than other people? Like genuinely pause this podcast Find a way to introduce yourself that doesn't include your name, where you're from, your age, your occupation, your salary, your dream school, your dream. Find it. Find it. I guarantee you, if you think it's easy, it's not. And you're not trying. You need to pause this and try it. Because right when you have to sit here and describe yourself from your inner attributes, you're going to have an incredibly hard time because so many times you're just focused on what is apparent and what is outside. If you are married or you were recently married and it ended, I don't want you to introduce yourself as, oh, I'm someone who got divorced. I don't care. No, don't tell me that. I want you to literally tell me about you and who you are inside. And if you are having an incredibly hard time differentiating that, this is a problem. Because one within itself, you are not recognizing all the beautiful attributes that you have. And so when you meet people and you are, you know, in circumstances, relationships, whatever with people, you tend to attach on so hard because you think that they see something inside of you that you couldn't see inside of you. When if you tried hard enough, you would have been able to see it. Sometimes we have people that tell us, oh my God, you know, you're such a beautiful person. You're so genuine. You're so honest. You're so this, you're so that. And you start to feel like, oh my God, someone sees things in me that I don't see in myself. The reality is you've always had these things in yourself. You have, you've always had the capability to see these things in yourself. You just chose not to. Because so many times when you have to build your identity and who you are, it's always surrounded those things of age and where I'm from and what I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. It's always surrounded those things. The next thing that I like to tell people is that love in any form, in any relationship is a gift. And it is a gift that you give to yourself first and foremost. And if you are not able to identify those things within yourself first, you will literally feel like any person who gives you the bare minimum of, oh my God, you're such a trustworthy and honest and beautiful person. You'll be like, oh my God, yes. And you'll just attach onto them. 
What's so big about that? You knew you were that. And I'm not saying to get full of yourself, but to some degree, you need to learn to love yourself. And people always say the cliche, love yourself. And you know, I don't really like to throw that out there because I feel like so much of, I made an episode on this called um, pop psychology and how pop psychology is low-key ruining people because we know we have people who have diagnosed problems that are not getting the proper help they need because we got this whole idea of pop psychology of people think that they all got this type of issue when they don't and it's not mean me it's not mean saying that i had some listeners that are in my dms that are diagnosed that have problems that are like thank you so much for making this episode because i'm literally not taken seriously anymore when i have an actual problem on meds day and night for whatever i'm going through and then i have somebody on tiktok saying that they got some problem because pop psychology told them they do so thanks so i'm not going to step down from that there's a lot of people that do go through things and they're not getting the actual help they need because we've made it seem like it's a joke unfortunately which is why I don't ever talk about things outside of my scope. I just tell you from my experiences, which is something that I'm doing right now as well. I just tell you from my tips and my experiences. Anyway, as I was initially saying, when, you know, there's this term that a lot of people use called anxious attachment style. Um, I don't really like to get into all of that stuff, but I will tell you one thing. This, in my opinion, and again, these are my opinions. This is not pop psychology. This is not complete psychology. I'm telling you from my experience being a 19-year-old girl, just me being here, my opinion. I feel like the reason why we've coined these terms, why we have anxious attachment styles, where we have people that, you know, get so aggressively attached to people and they feel like they're losing their sense of identity when somebody leaves. A lot of times, you know, people promote this whole I love myself and love yourself type of, you know, stance, but quite often they don't. Because if you're not able to give me, you know, characteristics about you within you that you love about yourself, when you see someone else come around in your life and say those things to you, you go head over heels over them. You already had those things in you. Other people people saw those things in you we all thought that you were beautiful we all thought that you were worthy we all thought that you were genuine we all thought that you were a good honest trustworthy intelligent organized smart disciplined person we all saw those things in you why is it that when this person came around you felt oh my god like i'm special more often than not this happens when a girl has like a guy who tells her these things and you just think that oh my god like he's the only guy in the world that'll see those things no babe no that's not how it works that's not how it works which is exactly why when people try to leave your life, when people try to take a distance from you or when things don't work out, you tend to get so attached to somebody. You tend to get so attached to what they gave you, to those feelings and to how they saw this, and I quote, worth in you. You already had those things in you. You did. And maybe it was your first time hearing some of those things. I get that. But at the same time, you already had those things in you. So now you've attached your happiness to the fact that somebody has seen something in you that you never saw in yourself or other people didn't see in yourself. When in my opinion, I just feel like if you opened your eyes and got out of those outside barriers of, you know, the basic stuff about a human being and you really dig deep in yourself, you would see that so many people are incredibly deep people that have incredible knowledge knowledge they're incredibly disciplined they have incredible strength there's just amazing inside and out but you don't see that because you feel like ever since this person has left your life a part of you has left too which is again a problem when you attach your happiness to people you have this mindset and again these are just my opinions when you attach your happiness to people you have this certain mindset that when this person leaves i am incapable of being happy i'm incapable of living my life which is just not true it's not true. You're happy before them. You will learn to be happy after them. But the thing is, when you attach your happiness to people, you live in this mindset of thinking that once this person has walked away and left my life, they're gone now. They also took me with them. 
They didn't take any of you with them. Again, I'll repeat myself. When you attach your happiness to people, once this person leaves, you have this idea in your mind that they took a part of you with them or they took the whole of you with them. They did not take anything of you with them. You are still worthy. You are still intelligent. You are still honest. You're still all those good characteristics. They're just gone out of your life. You also need to understand that when you're attaching your happiness to somebody, you are literally giving someone the power in their hand to make you sad for seven days a week, seven nights, to just constantly let you down, to constantly hurt you, to constantly disappoint you. And I'm going to be honest with you that nobody in this world can pick up the responsibility of making you happy. Like, nobody. And as much as they promise that they will, they can't. We can't even make our own selves happy. What makes you think that I'm going to pick up the responsibility of making you happy? Sorry, harsh, but think about it. If you struggle to make your own self happy, how are you going to carry the responsibility of making someone else happy? How are you going to do that? Think logically for a second. And that's why so many people fall in these problems when you attach your happiness to something that can leave, that can die, that isn't going to stay. You are bound to fail. You are bound to fail. So the first thing I really want to tell you like I mentioned, is that you've already always had those attributes in you. Someone coming along and telling you that you have those attributes and just reaffirming and saying out loud doesn't make it more prominent. It doesn't make it more different. You always had those attributes in you. The second thing I want to tell you, when someone leaves your life, this does not mean that they have taken the whole or the part of you with them. They did not. They did not. You are still you. Now, you might be grieving and feeling a little bit sad that they're gone, but in actuality, it's just their presence that is gone. It's just them being a part of your life that is gone. It's them. It's you not having access to them the same way that is gone. And I know that sucks and I know that feels bad and I know that hurts. But at the same time, you still have you. And guess what? You still have all those amazing attributes. You are still worthy inside and out. You still have all those amazing things. So even if they leave, wow, that sucks. That is sad. And it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry about it for a minute. But then you understand that, okay, it's fine because I still have those amazing attributes in me. Number three, if you feel like someone leaving your life has changed your personality and who you are so severely, a lot of times it's probably because you, this is again my opinion, a lot of times it's because you're probably really, really deeply in love, you're really, really deeply attached and you had a lot of emotions involved, which sucks. It sounds sweet on the surface, but it sucks deep down. And I get how that is and I understand that it's not easy for a lot of people to manage um, having to see someone leave. But a lot of times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take people out of your life just to show that you can live without them. And when you get too severely attached to really anybody, um, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test and it's going to be a trial for you. So I know that you feel like, you know, you might have lost something by this person leaving, but this concept of attaching your happiness to people, really, it all centers around this idea of loss that oh my god what if they leave me what if they leave me what if they leave me which is why people that are even in healthy marriages right now which i wouldn't consider this healthy but they've attached their happiness to their spouse regardless of what they tell you regardless of what the social media posts look like at the end of the night they both low-key feel incredibly insecure knowing that one day or another someone might make someone might wake up with changed feelings someone might wake up you know feeling types of ways and then it's going to feel like your entire life the entire color of your life is gone your color in your life should come from you and i don't want to sit here and like preach those you know cliche like love yourself type ish but it really is that 
Now, the third or fourth thing I think, not sure on my numbers, that I'd want to mention to you is that you need to learn to differentiate between emotional dependence and emotional support. This is just, again, my thoughts. I think that when you, there's a difference between both. I think that emotional dependence is deathly. I think that, again, this will lead you to that point where you're attaching and holding on and you're expecting this person to make you happy. You're expecting this person to make you feel worried you're expecting this person to make you feel better happiness is an emotion that we all crave happiness is an emotion that makes us feel like our fullest selves happiness is where you feel like you are able to bloom and nourish and you are your best you you are your prettiest you you're your worthiest you happiness gives you those emotions of feeling fulfillment within yourself and it makes you feel at your peak worth your peak just you know self as a human being and when you give that to somebody else and you call it emotional support, that's a problem because that's, in essence, emotional dependence. If you do not know how to be happy without them, there's a problem. That's it. It's simple like that. So there is a difference between emotional dependence and emotional support. There's nothing wrong with getting support. There's nothing wrong with having people help you out if you're feeling down. But if you feel like you need, need, need someone to come make you feel okay, you know, crazy but i know some girls that are like i can't start my day without the good morning text and i'm like please say say psych look at me are you kept hostage are you okay say psych and like that's what i'm saying when you get so attached to somebody when you get so clinged on to somebody that it's like oh well i can't wake up i can't do this i can't do that i can't live like this it's like insane it's like why are you so clinged on to each other that it gives you this sense of incapability on your own. When you merge your identity with somebody and you take who you are as an individual, amazing human being, just you as an individual, and you merge that with somebody, as in you taking on their attributes, their traits, their everything, and you don't know who you are, you are just this merged identity, just their shadow, just you know their side. It's like you are taking everything that you took for the past years and years and years, years to become, just to merge yourself with somebody. It's a bad decision. Because when this person leaves, again, you're going to feel dependent. The whole thing about not attaching your happiness to somebody is honestly, it's all in the mind, and I hate to say that, and it is all in the motion to make sure that you don't get so deeply attached, but it really does come, oh, I just hate saying this, it really does come from loving yourself, ugh, I hate saying this cliche advice, but it really does come from that, because if you don't see any value in who you are as an individual, you are constantly, constantly, constantly find yourself attaching to somebody, you know, just bending down over and under for somebody, you will constantly feel yourself just grasping onto anybody that gives you the slightest bit of attention or makes you feel the slightest bit of worthiness because you've never been able to give that to yourself. And if you're not able to give that to yourself, long term, no one will be able to give that to you. Chuggy, yes. Cheesy, yes. Did I lie though? No. Thing really is when it comes to this whole discussion of attaching your happiness to people, when you sometimes meet somebody who even gives you like the slightest bit of a sort of attention, or even somebody who you know comes into your life and you get attached to them, it starts this very vicious cycle of you believing that you just won't find better, or that even if they do treat you poorly, it's okay because it's not like you're ever gonna get anything like this again. And again, I'm not saying this whole discussion that you know you are this high horse, amazing, valuable human being who's invaluable and that you should just always put yourself first. I don't think it's rational, and I don't think it's it's possible to always put yourself first 
And I think people that are mothers and even in other situations can tell you that. Like sometimes you can't put yourself first, but you have to remember yourself. And you have to remember that, okay, I have to keep myself at the back of my mind and take my considerations and what I'm going through into account. But usually when you're attached to somebody, that doesn't even happen because you feel so guilty to even ask them to cater to your emotional needs. By far, you don't even care to focus on your own emotional needs. Your whole obsession is how what, how, and what can I continue to do to keep this person attached to me and make sure I never lose them. And just a fun fact, in my opinion, sometimes the relationships that you try really hard to not lose and you know make sure they don't go away from you usually end up the most hurtful and usually end up always breaking because a relationship and just anything with anybody should be genuine and it should be natural and if you feel like you have to constantly do things to make someone stay or to hold up an attachment and you're the only one who's doing it and you're unhappy it's not long before that's going to come and shatter down anyway i know that was a lot but it's just the truth and i feel like it's something that does take time to get into but I feel like over time you do get better at it when you start to realize that like this is just another person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me and like you need to learn to live your life more. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in number five, I believe, about, you know, living your life a little bit more. But just in case you didn't see the podcast bio, because y'all know I'm pretty transparent about this stuff, besties. This episode is sponsored by Robata. I Guys, I think it's been one year since we and Rabata have been working together because we worked with Rabata for last school year and then we're working with them again to tell you guys about the fall 2023 registration and I work with them for I, st- I think I started at least talking to them around fall I know we did do some things in fall I believe but like isn't that cute it's been one year guys well it's about to be a year it's about to be a year sometime around the season okay around the season it's about to be a year and I find that kind of crazy because you know despite what people say one of my biggest, um, I guess because one of my biggest things that I'm really passionate about is making sure that women get educated, right, in the right way. And I feel like social media will tell you likewise and that women shouldn't get educated and it blows my mind. But just to give you all the deets, because you all know I'm very transparent about stuff and I don't hide stuff from the girlies. We love Rabata and we appreciate them. So they are going to have the registration for fall 2023. It's going to open from August 15th. And the classes are going to start September 11. So you already know that they offer a bunch of wide range of classes. So they offer like the online courses from 17 and up to girls. And Sira, Hadith, Fiqh, Aqidah, Tajweed, Arabic, Tafsir, Purification, History, and more. And then, of course, they have different level classes as well. So you can find the perfect fit for you. Um, and I always like to mention that they have different level classes because I think anybody who has ever searched for like Islamic online courses or even in general, you know that unfortunately what happens is sometimes some schools don't have like the proper, I guess you could say, I guess it's resources to put people in the correct levels. So you can be like a really high up, you know, proficient in Arabic, but feel like you need more help and then get put to something so basic and feel like this is not helping you. Or you can be someone who's at a level higher than you feel like you really should be and you need help with the basics and they can't help you. So I feel like that's great, Rabata, that you are going to be, inshallah, finding your level where you feel like you're fit and you'll actually grow and learn, not feel like it's, you know, overburdening. I remember last last year, last fall of 2022, I believe, they offered like some different classes. Like I remember there was this one, it was like on race, religion, and like kind of talking about that from an Islamic perspective. And I found that really interesting because I feel like there's not a lot of Islamic institutions that talk about that stuff. So I like how wide of a variety their stuff is. If a certain issue, like you can find yourself somewhere among those classes. So I'll have their links everywhere like I always do. And 
if you have any questions, y'all can just DM me, inshallah, and we'll get that sorted. So now we're going to do our next advice, the next tip that I think I'll give you, which I believe will be number five. We're going to go with number five. I'm just going to guess one or fifth thing, so just guess with me that we're on our fifth thing. The fifth thing that I want to tell you, this is going to also sound cliche. This episode is really cliche. I'm literally holding on to my table because I'm like, I hate giving this advice. I hate giving the love yourself and go out and do your own thing advice. But literally, I wish if there's one thing that I could tell a lot of girls um, and before all the haters come and they're like, oh my God, are you preaching an ideology? No, I'm not. Um, if there's something that I can tell a lot of girls, I think it would be go live your life. Um, I think that too many girls are bound by this idea that marriage will give them freedom or that things will get better after they're married or that they just will feel more whole after they get married. You know, the desire for companionship is normal, right? Adam al-Islam, even in heaven, he was given a companion, right? Even there, he was given a wife. The desire for companionship is normal, okay? But to feel like you are incapable of being alive without one is a problem. I filmed this episode, I think, two years ago. I don't even know. It was called Why Single People Don't Live, right? And I was like, you know, I, I forgot what I even said in that episode until recently someone made a TikTok about it and they tagged me in it. And what I mentioned in that episode was a lot of times what people do is they take every single bit of their possible dreams, plans, and accomplishments and then wrap it up in a box and choose to mail that to themselves like three to five years from now when they're married in a happy relationship and they feel like they have the support system to do what they want. I understand that some people come from broken homes. And they don't have the support system to chase their dreams and whatever in the third. But to believe that marriage is going to be the one step fix all, the 12 in one shampoo that's going to fix your problems is delusional. If anything, marriage does bring a good fair share of its own problems. And that's not to say to discourage you. But I just feel like so many girls, like you, a lot of times, like y'all are so young and you're chasing you know, like, it's one thing if you found somebody good. It's another thing if you found somebody and you think you're just not going to find somebody else, which is why so many people get attached. Let's just be honest. The reason, I'm done sugarcoating. The reason why half of y'all don't let go of people that are not good for you is because you believe that you're not going to find anything better. And the reason why you believe that you're not going to find anything better is because you believe that you lack something that someone who left your life took with you, with them which is why you're just not going to get any better. This is the best that it's going to get. It's not going to get better than this. Dude, God is never out of stock. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it. God's never out of stock. And a lot of times, the reason why you cling on to something so hard is because you genuinely believe you're not going to get better. And that's exactly why, like, I feel like girls struggle with being excessively attached more than guys do. Because if you notice, guys, they just live their life. They're just, they just do that. They're just live, sleep, eat, breathe, gym, eat, sleep, breathe, pray like they, they just do them and then like the girls are so excessively attached because they feel like they're gonna lose this or they're not gonna get any better god's not out of stock okay the easiest thing that i can tell you the easiest thing that i can tell you and i hope this gives someone peace of mind is that you are a hundred percent allowed to go ahead and doubt whatever promises come in your life. You know, someone might be lying to you. Someone might not be truthful, whatever. It makes sense to doubt it. But there's one promise that you should not doubt, and that's Allah. You should not doubt Allah's words. And Allah says even in the Quran that wicked women are for wicked men and wicked men are for wicked women. Good women are for good men. Good men are for good women, right? This was in Ayah 24, 26 of the Quran. Like, that, we hear this Ayah a lot. Why do you not believe it? Why do you not believe it? And honestly, I just hate to say it the way that it sounds. 
in your 20s, I've seen so many pretty girls get attached to men that don't treat them good, that don't take care of them, that are not good men. That's it. They're not necessarily good. And they just cling on to it because they're like, well, I already spent so much time. Just because you spent so much time making a mistake doesn't mean you should cling on to it. It literally doesn't mean you should cling on to it. And so many times girls are under this illusion. Well, he's so on his deed. You know what? Let's rip that up too because I'm, let's just rip it up. I'm done sugarcoating stuff. I'm going to tell you something. There's this concept that I, I understand both sides where some people say that someone can be incredibly religious and they can still not necessarily be a good person. And I can also understand when people say that someone, if they're religious and they're not a good person, they're not necessarily embodying what it means to be a good Muslim. I get both sides, right? I get both sides. But what I'm going to tell you is this. I listened to a khutbah, here we go again, that talked about Surah Kahf and it mentioned how Musa Islam was given the knowledge of the book. He was given the knowledge of this thing. Hidr was given the knowledge of reality. He was given the knowledge of what he had to do in those different circumstances. And he was taught patience. He was taught all these different things, right? And for me personally, I like to look at this and think a lot about it. Because there's some people that have a lot of knowledge about the book, but they are not necessarily as knowledgeable about reality and about how to deal with people. And then there's some people that might not have complete knowledge about the book, they might be incredibly merciful and good people and have good attributes and have good traits and whatever, but they might have more knowledge on reality and how to completely infuse Islam into reality. The thing is, you know, someone who's truly a good embodiment of being a Muslim, yes, there are a lot of people that are well-versed Muslims in the books and they know a lot about their deen, but they're horrible when in their other, they're horrible in their treatment to people, right? There is this middle line where you learn how to infuse the books of, you know, knowledge and everything that you've learned and the Quran and the Sunnah. There's a knowledge, there's a path where you learn how to infuse that, your knowledge, with the knowledge of reality and how you should treat people. And that also pours in from the Quran and Sunnah. Everything pours in one together in a middle lane. And when you are on either side of too much, it causes a problem. So some people, they're too much on one road than the other, and it is a balance it's a misbalance. It causes a problem because, you know, if you have a lot of knowledge in the Quran and the Sunnah and the books, mashallah, it's great, but you don't know how to treat people. Or maybe you have learned in the Quran and Sunnah how to treat people, but you just struggle to embody that in your reality and you struggle to embody that in your character and you struggle to infuse that in your day-to-day -day reality, then that's difficult. And it's difficult to be with somebody like that. The same thing goes for the opposite end. Now, this isn't a one-set guide, and I'm not saying that I agree with one or the other or saying that, you know, if someone's religious, they should, you know, not embody any bad characteristics. That's not real either. And I also understand how some people say that, you know, if someone's truly religious, they should have good character. Everybody is at their own struggle, wherever they stand. I get that. But you kind of have to take both things in account that you need to, you need to also become somebody who knows how to infuse both of these things nicely. Because there's a balance in the way that you live your life, right? And for you to believe that when you find someone that's attached to one road or the other, that you are not going to be able to find anything else, it's selling yourself short. The reason why so many people get so severely attached is because they believe that they won't be able to find better. You will. You'll be perfectly fine. And guess what? If you don't find better, if you don't find somebody else, 
Wouldn't you much rather be happy and whole and feel good and feel happy and wake up happy and go to bed happy and feel worthy and feel just have your own life going than be miserable with somebody? Like, be so for real. Wouldn't you much rather be happy and whole and good and worthy and living your life and chasing your dreams and just being on your own than be miserable, sad, and anxious and depressed with somebody? And another thing that I want you to recognize right now is if you are grieving the loss of somebody who's left your life and you are dealing with like the strong sense of like you know attachment that this person's not there anymore and you feel like you're losing a sense of reality and you feel so depressed and sad and you're heartbroken here's another question that i want to give you and i'll actually make this point six because this is something that i think you should ask yourself all the time you need to differentiate the way that you feel about somebody versus how someone makes you feel And that's going to lay basically the foundation of your attachment. And it's going to explain a lot of things, in my opinion. At least it's always helped me. You need to be able to differentiate the way you feel about somebody versus how someone makes you feel. So ask yourself that question. How do I feel about them? How do they actually make me feel? Because you can feel about somebody that they're good and they're strong and they're disciplined and they're, you know, they're nice, they're this, they're that, they're on, they're doing whatever. You can feel those things about somebody But how they make you feel is going to be your reality. You can feel whatever you want about somebody. You can think whatever you want about somebody. That's you doing it. How they make you feel is what your reality is going to be. So someone can be independent and strong and a good communicator and be disciplined and be really sweet and loving and honest. That's what you might think about them. But your reality, if you are constantly sad and depressed and anxious and lonely and, you know, feeling like you're not being communicated correctly and feeling like the ideas and what you thought they were, they aren't. This is your reality. That That's it. This is your reality. And you need to be able to understand that because if you don't, you're going to constantly attach on to what you thought this person was. They're not those things. They're not a good communicator. They might be, but they're just not to you. Now, that doesn't mean you're unworthy or you're not good enough. Some people genuinely don't know how to handle new relationships or circumstances they've never been in. Again, this has nothing to do with your unworthiness or you not being worthy or you not being good enough. It's just that some people suck at communicating or they just don't know how to handle a new relationship. They just don't know how to handle certain circumstances. And quite honestly, it's not your job to teach them either. It's not. You might think that somebody's really independent and disciplined and they're really honest, but you might have not felt honesty towards you. You might feel like, wow, they're honest towards everyone else except me. Like... You know what I'm saying? Like there's this there's this line that you have to come towards that you can think a lot of things about somebody, but at the end of the day, what lives and what your reality will be, you want the picture. The picture is how you feel right now. It is incredibly 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 rare for that picture to change. Really rare. So if you want to know what your life is going to look like 10 years from now in this relationship, look at how it is right now. Most cases, if you are feeling depressed and anxious and sad and lonely and da 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 it might just continue going like that. Because a lot of times, you know, people get into relationships, they get into friendships, whatever. This person seems so wandeen. This person seems so religious. This person seems to help my iman. Well, did they help your iman or did your iman get even worse? Because maybe they are a good Muslim, maybe they do have good iman, maybe they do have good knowledge, but maybe this is just not your person and you're holding on to somebody that's just not for you. Which leads me to like my point seven. It's okay to detach from people that are good. 
It really is. For you to cling on to the idea that every single person that leaves your life or that you have to leave is a bad person is just giving you a comforting thought to sleep at night. You do not have to villainize the opposite gender or villainize your friend or villainize somebody because things didn't work out. I'm not going to make you the villain in my story because things between me and you did not work out. It just didn't. If you tried, we tried, it was all good, fair share, no hate. It is what it is, right? And that's different from situations where stuff is actually incredibly toxic and it's bad and whatever in the third. But to come to a point where you constantly villainize everybody that's left your life, it seems more like a comforting thought to me. And it kind of seems like a... It seems like a comforting thought also for the fact that you were attached and that you're struggling for detachment. The easiest way a lot of people get detached is by hating whatever they were attached to. And honestly... I feel like this creates a very interesting second reality where you start to get attached to hating this person. So it's like, it's so messy. Why get attached to loving this person? Why get attached to hating this person by villainizing them? How about you just don't get attached and stay in the middle? And again, that all comes from seeing that you are capable of obtaining better. You can get better. Things will always work out in your favor. Things will be okay. You are worthy with or without this person. When you recognize that you really are, I hate to say it because I'm going sound like somebody's mom. Okay, just hold on. I'm going to sound like your mom right now. When you really do recognize that you really are worthy with or without somebody, you stop tolerating stuff that isn't for you. You stop holding on to people that hurt you. You stop feeling like you have to obsessively make something work. Because you recognize that, oh, look, this is who I am. This is not what fits me. That's okay. Then you leave. But if you don't recognize you and your worth and who you are and your, as you as an individual, you are going to cling on to anything that gives you the slightest sense of identity or comfort or happiness or love because you don't know how to do that for you. And I know that sucks and it sounds like somebody's mom and it sounds like a little bit of pop psychology. I hate that ish, but it really is what it is. You will stop tolerating disrespect and negative and unhealthy attachments when you recognize that you don't have much to lose within you. It's okay if you're grieving that you lost somebody. I get that. But for you to feel like you lost you, mm -mm, you didn't. You didn't. You never have. And for you to feel like you have to prove that you are better now or that you are just this brand new person is also another reality that kind of gets you attached to proving your worth to somebody. Which is a big mistake people make, which I'm going to make point eight. A big mistake people make after they detach from somebody or then the process of detaching from somebody that hurt them is that they constantly want this person to see how much better they are doing without them. Now, you are attempting to detach your love for them while you're attaching onto the idea of them seeing how much better you are without them. You need to learn to just be done with things. You need to learn to be like, okay, this didn't work out that's it the end let's move on why are you so obsessed with showing people that you're doing better now and when people do this i only have one question that i really bring up did you not think that you were worthy and better enough then why do you feel like you have to prove it now whenever i see people feeling the need to prove that they're better enough and worthy enough after they let go of somebody or after they came out of a toxic relationship i kind of feel bad for them i'm like why do you feel like you have to prove that you are worthy and better enough and good enough now you were always those things you were those things before too you were 
But for you to feel like you have to prove to somebody that you are doing better now makes me feel like you're not. Because when you really are, you're just like, bro, I don't care. Live, love, laugh. Move on. Like <laughs> You move on. It's just crazy. The very last thing that I want to tell you, this was a really mumble jumble episode, but I kind of hope you guys got my thoughts and like kind of made sense. Last thing I want to tell you. Again, going to sound really cliche. Keep this deep attachment for Allah. Only chase Allah and inshallah, Allah will give you people that you don't require chasing for. If you ever feel like you are constantly chasing people in your life, constantly chasing an attachment that broke, you're constantly chasing something, I want you to divert that attention and start chasing Allah. And I promise you, inshallah, when you work on that and you work on you, God will grant you people that you don't need to chase. Because you learn to chase the only high and most important thing, which is God. When you start to worship people, people don't like to say the word worship, right? If I said to you, are you worshiping somebody that left your life? Are you worshiping a human being? Or say, no, I'm not. No one does. No one says that openly. But look at your attributes and look at how you act. When you worship the way that someone else sees you, when you worship having this person be the source of your happiness and be the source of your light and be the source of your comfort and be the source of your emotional, mental, physical support, when you worship this person to be so perfect that they can't make a mistake that even when they do, you choose to neglect it, when you worship somebody in a negative manner to constantly attach and hold on to them, when it's not benefiting you, in some manners, it's kind of like shit. You're completely detaching from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're just so focused on this person and this person and this person and this person and look at what they can do for me or look, they made me feel sad so I feel unworthy. But you don't feel unworthy, sad or upset about the fact that you might have been missing prayer for the past 13 years. You don't feel upset about the fact that you might have been missing, you know, the fact that you're not reading Quran for all these years, like those things don't affect you. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's no sense of proportion. When you get too attached to somebody and them not sending you a good morning text, them not hitting you up, them not making plans on the weekend makes you feel so much more detrimentally sad than you missing your prayers or you not reading Quran or you not attending the masajid. This is a problem because you have unintentionally placed this person on a pedestal before God. Will you admit that? No, no one will. But are your actions doing that? Yes. Yes, they are. You should feel this a sense of grief that, wow, I didn't pray for the past 10 years. Why am I worried about this dude not texting me back or texting me back? What did this got to do with anything? I haven't talked to God who made me for the past 10 years. Your relationship with God is the utmost priority. Attach yourself to God and inshallah, Allah will give you people that you don't need to chase and go crazy after. This episode was so mumble jumble because it was really, really impulsed. Impulse, impulsive, impulsive. It was really impulsive <laughs> because I was recording and I was like, what do I want to talk about? And I just dropped this topic out of thin air. But I hope this kind of helped somebody. I know that it was really mumble jumble. It wasn't as um organized as my usual episodes. But this was more of me just giving y'all my train of thoughts on this idea and just stuff that I think about. Because I think that really in core, in the core of everything, detaching your happiness from somebody, it all starts with your mind. And it all starts with your heart. And it all starts with you. Cliché, Yes. But it is what it is because it really all does start from the mind and the heart and you recognizing that one, there is going to be better for you, inshallah. Two, if something's draining you so deeply, so severely, it's definitely not for you. Three, if you feel like you're chasing something more than you're chasing God, that's already a problem. Four, being that if you constantly find yourself in a downward spiral, in a loop when this person doesn't reach out to you, doesn't make plans to you, whatever it might be, then you've attached your sense of happiness to them. This is really, really horrible. People can really, we struggle to make our own souls happy. What makes you think that this person can make you happy forever?
five if you are not able to recognize really the way that you feel about somebody versus how someone makes you feel you're gonna constantly live in this delusional land of attachment where you think that well this person was so independent and strong and honest and genuine and trustworthy when in reality they made you feel depressed anxious sad and lonely but you're not gonna focus on that you're not gonna focus on that and i'm not saying to hold a grudge but if you don't focus on what reality is you're gonna constantly be attached to something that you think you lost you think you lost something you didn't lose anything you don't lose anything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took it out of your life. It wasn't for you. That is okay. Don't think that you lost something and that you're grieving over something that you're never going to be able to get back or you're not going to get something as good or better. You're grieving over something that is gone and you believe that it should have been yours when that wasn't God's plan. And so for you to feel like you lost something that was yours and it was meant to be yours and it's permanently yours, your life isn't even permanently yours. It isn't. So don't get so attached to really anything except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that will definitely help the situation. Be level-headed. Don't get so consumed with, you know, what other people are doing, how other people are living. Live your life. And the last and final thing I want to say, like I was mentioning, really, like, actually cliche again, like, actually, bro, like, go out and do something. Like, do something for yourself and be so busy and making yourself a meaningful and happy life that you feel happy in just you as your own as, as an individual without anyone being there like make this life that you are so happy in that when someone does come in your life you're like okay that's nice but I'm, I'm already happy with what i have so if this person harms me or they leave me that's okay because the life that i have right now is still something that makes me happy make your life a happy place make your mind a happy place make your heart a happy place so when someone does come into your life you don't feel like you are obligated to hold on to them to give you happiness because you already have it so now it is about what can this person give me what can this person provide me what can this person you know what experiences what what other things can this person give me besides this idea of joy and comfort and security and whatnot? Because I've already found that within my relationship with God and within who I am. So when you see what someone else can offer you at that next level, it's a completely different thing. And you think better and you are a lot more wiser. Because when you get your happiness from people, you're attaching your happiness from people, you're always going to find this spark in somebody. You're always going to find this, oh my God, this is my person and somebody. But when you learn to be level-headed and give yourself those things, give yourself that happiness, give yourself those things, when someone does come around in your life, you're a lot more level-headed and you see who they actually are, how they actually make you feel and what they actually have to offer. Anyways, I rambled. Sorry, y'all. I hope y'all like this episode. I'm sorry that it was so mumbo-jumbo, like I said. Please take care of yourself. Have a great rest of your day. Assalamualaikum.